get you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan-worshipping Freemason moron. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do it slow. Well, I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to the Condition Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and this week we are looking at aliens from beyond the moon. <laughs> and to be quite honest, I think it's a good idea, because Earth mm. is a bit fucked at the moment. I think we're on the precipice of basically killing each other after, of course, a quick check of the genitals, just to check that everything is what it says it is. And maybe like a 10-question survey on, uh, you know, whether the Holocaust happened. That's, yes. you know, that's the basis of whether you live or die. It is a bit like that. As it's Eric right. Idle once sang, Joel, pray that there's intelligent life somewhere up in space because there's bugger all down here on Earth. Jeez. And that was before social media. Fuck me. And, of course, we also have stories of cooked units sock puppeting themselves to say what great guys they are. Oh, they're so smart. And they'll so write smart. more long. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, gee whiz, I knew I was right. I knew it, it seems every cooker wants to do a well done, Angus. After all, it works so well for him. One of the funniest moments in Australian political history. It's just great. Uh, but it's when they come at the late, great Shane Warne, we say thus far and no motherfucking further. We're not having it. No. Leave our warning to rest in peace, cookers. And Channel yes. 9 with what appears to be the grossest, most exploitative miniseries on the life of the great man coming soon to be ignored by all Australians, hopefully, is another case. But we'll leave that out for the moment. Yes, yes, exactly. And that is also uh, time for another timely reminder that while this show is free, technically, it does not come without a cost, spiritually it'd, and financially. It'd be all right if we were communists, but we're not and never yeah. will be. It's a good argument for universal basic income. Uh, so if you want to support the show and, of course, our naked, uh, you know, sort of fervent capitalism, uh, you can by dropping us a few dollars on our Patreon. Uh, simply go to www.patreon.com backslash the conditional release program and for as little as five solves a month, you can have access to all sorts of behind the paywall content that cheapskates can't see. Yeah, we put little teasers in there to fuck with you. Yeah, that's a part of the sales pitch. We would appreciate your help in keeping the show running, though, and keeping the show running to the highest journalistic standards, which, you know, means I have actual time to fucking do this. Uh, But, uh, look, I will say as a side note, I know what you're all thinking. I may not have paid for this bloody delicious CB Co. Midi, which is a fantastic great mid-strength and only 100 calories, but... Unfortunately, I do also have to eat. I mean, there's no carbs in this. So how am I getting my energy? This is ridiculous. And also my power bill just doubled, which sucks. <laughs> and and when it comes to high journalistic standards, Joe, it's now time for Aliens from Beyond the Moon <laughs> and the Conditional Release Programs of Weekly News. The battle continues. Space creatures from the planet Zob have lobbed. <laughs> They're everywhere, like Russians in Monaco. <laughs> the question is, are they lovable and benign like E.T., or are they bite-your-face-off monsters in Alien? Yeah, I'm going with the latter. But look, the big Alien conspiracy push has been driven in part by Ross Coulthard, an uh, investigative journalist of some note. Uh, he used to work at 60 junkets, sorry, minutes, because, uh, you know, they, they <laughs> yeah, fly around the, right the world time. for free. Yeah, Same time. Yeah. And he's done some genuinely excellent work to, you know, jokes aside, in his 
quite long career, most recently exposing international privacy advocate Simon Davies as a raging child sex offender. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, act- actual pedo, not just, you know, made up in a building. Davies was recently convicted for historical sexual assaults in and around a homeless centre for kids in Sydney's King's Cross. Fuck you. So in November 2022, you'll all uh, like to hear that Davies was sentenced to 10 years in prison, where I hope he's beaten senseless and has a very bad time and all his food is cold. Deserves every day of it. Fuck but Coulthard has had other more recent fixations relating to UFOs, now more commonly called UAPs, mm. unidentified aerial phenomena. Sometimes the A in aerial is replaced with the A in anomalous. Boring. Unidentified anomalous phenomena. That's the way NASA refers to them. Doesn't roll off the tongue. Doesn't roll off the tongue. So look, long ago on the Conditional Release Program, we did UAPs. It's episode 36, and I actually listened to it the other day because I knew we were going to cover this, and it's not bad. I was happy with it. Um, it's uh, very strange listening to yourself. But we also looked at it because UAPs have become a bit of a sort of push from the fringe right again, and mm-hmm. cooker groups more particularly. I mean, we should do another one of these because there is momentum being built up. It's, oh, there's yeah. something going on. Something is building. There's yeah. no doubt. Now, Coulthard, whose Twitter feed is there for all to see, has come to the conclusion that not only are UAPs here, but that material discovered on one UAP shot down was carrying, and I quote, non-human technology Ooh. of, quoting again, exotic origin. <laughs> is that the South Pacific? I thought I that was always the South Pacific. Anyway. Like, okay, there might be some like water on the moon or some shit, but like is it really exotic? You know, are there are there deck chairs? You, you don't on the know moon? unless you've been there. Anyway, yeah, there's even so. talk of dead alien critters being dissected in forensic laboratories, just like in the films. Uh yeah, those films. I've seen those films. They're good films. So look, it's a huge conspiracy of thoughts. You know, like the Pentagon knows all about it, but has withheld it from the POTUS and the Congress, preferring to, of course, exploit the non-human technology for the green machine. The green machine. The mean green machine, the vast US military industrial complex, who are, of course, all in on it. Now all I'm gonna go on a I'm going on a side note here and saying that in theory this is very reasonable because as you actually said in episode 36, which I listened to recently, there is no fucking way Trump would keep his mouth shut if he knew aliens existed. <laughs> not, he one, not, not he would immediately tweet it. Oh, well. He just fucking would. You know, you know, he'd just have his fingers on there and they'd be like, uh, sir, put down the phone. And Biden, I mean, like he's probably going to forget as soon he's as you said it. He's forgotten. Yeah, he's just forgotten. He's like, oh, what? Sorry, what? Aliens? Oh, yeah, I've seen that movie. So like, you know, and that's a sequel anyway, so whatever. So- the thing here, though, okay, so jokes aside, once you mention the military-industrial complex, once you get into the green machine, yeah. cookers are going to lap it up because it taps into that inherent distrust of government it they've formed. It's just their, It's part of their personality now. Mm. The theory goes that the Pentagon knocks UAPs out of the air, then Ooh. pinches their death rays, oh. has a good rummage around and knocks off a bit of kit, which will give them the edge over the Chinese. Now, Coulthard's tweets pose the question that if this is known to the Americans, and what they suggest is that it's known to the Pentagon, but they've actually withheld that information from the President and the uh, Congress, that's yep. the conspiracy. Anyway, yep. okay. uh, yep. Coulthard's tweets pose the question that if this is known to the Americans and the Canadians, then Australia must know about it under the terms of the Five Eyes Agreement. Ah. The Five Eyes, of course, equals the US, Australia, Canada, New Zealand and China. No, no, no. What are you doing in here, China? You're supposed to be the UK. It's the most Orcuswood situation ever. You know, <laughs> all in favour say aye. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so look, Coulter's Twitter feed contains comments from followers, you know, of this sort of like, you know, try and keep up, Ross, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate, come on, You mate. know, aliens walk among us, mate. Have you noticed? Have you seen Guru? That guy's a fucking alien for oh, sure. Yeah. Pretty sure he could be, yeah. So it's, it's, and this is great. Like, you know, you see this in a lot of situations where a journo jumps into something and a whole bunch of cookers will be like, oh, bro, where have you been? So they believe that he's basically been <laughs> slow off the mark on this one. He's there being like, I found out all this information. They're like, come on, Ross. Yesterday's news, Get with the ET program, man. It's happening, Ross. It's happening. Never pander to conspiracy theorists. They will never satisfy whatever you're looking for anyway. Uh, And this week, Coulthard linked to a video from The Hill, a fairly respectable media organisation who put out a video show or a video channel called Rising. It's for the kids, Joel. News for the kids. What a tremendous idea. It's about time, quite frankly, that kids start getting some news from somewhere else, but fucking TikTok. Yes, TikTok is bad and should be banned. But, uh, look, we had a, uh, a news for the kids thing back in the day. You probably weren't there for this. It's called BTN, Behind the News. And oh, they sort of forced us to write. Oh, it was great. I had to write these reports in primary school. And a while ago, um, I don't know if I've got access to these books anymore. Unfortunately, I, I gave my mother and she's gone nuts. But uh, basically... I looked at the BTM books, and even then, I was a massive left-wing labor hack. My parents clearly programmed me like this. It was fucking hilarious. My little 10-year-old socialist was like, no, this is bullshit, and, you know, labor's better and liberals are bad. I'm like, oh, man, fucking indoctrinated. Anyway, I thought it was pretty funny. Well, look, there are a lot of media orgs who've tried to tap into that market, and it, and it, and it is, you know, largely untapped. Yeah. So it's the sort of Facebook slash TikTok that, slash Instagram yeah. uh, and sort of generation millennials, obviously 20, 20 somethings. I noticed the Australian tried to do it without much success at all. Like you've oh, got dear. pedestrian and junkie and yeah, they, those sorts of groups who do it reasonably well, but, they, but essentially we've got a group of people who don't look at a lot of news. No, vulnerable minds. Uh, so there's always someone trying to tap into it. So The Hill has done this too and, and called this channel Rising where you have Terrible a name. quite young uh, news presenter and she'll interview reporters on particular topics and they'll cut to a journalist who's equally young and you know, just barely 20. Well, we have something similar with Leo Pugliese on, um, or Pugo as he's known, on uh, with the Six News thing. But kids don't watch that. Adults mm. watch it. I mean, because he's just like a reasonably good journo. He's just like tiny and teenage and can't vote or drink. <laughs> he should be drinking, though. He's, oh, he's, look, it's just a, it's just a tough drink. thing. That's, but that's media organisations. You know, I thought I'd check the reports, this particular report that Coulthard linked to, the, the, Hills, the Hill report, of a particular sighting, and just check it out, subject to a, it to a bit of journalistic rigour and see if it salutes at the ledger. Yeah. Well, so this rising uh, situation, they, they put up a video story of reports of an F-16 dogfight with a UAP over Bad Axe, which is a cool name. name. But it's actually just a name for a city. It's actually a city. Yeah, it's a city, yeah, with 3,000 people because America has a lot of places that they call cities that are actually really sparse and tiny in Huron County, Michigan. Yeah, that's on the eastern tip of Michigan. Michigan has two humps. And ah. it is in the first and small hump on the east side, and probably about uh, probably about twenty k from uh, from uh, Lake Michigan. It's quite often that if you've got two humps, uh, one of them will be smaller or bigger than the other. You know that is that is a common uh, common trait. Uh, that's a biology joke. Well, the other one is enormous. Uh, Michigan <laughs> is a huge state, but um, uh, unfortunately, the, the that kind of imbalance can happen. Is where bad axe is. Just a bad fantastic axe. name. Which is great. Americans have some really good shit like that. I love it. So it could be a Native American thing. I don't know, but they're very funny. Uh, anyway, look, the UAP was described as a silver disc 
predictable, that easily outmaneuvered the F-16s, um, which are, I guess, a pretty good fighter plane. I don't really know. Rising link to reports from the Huron Daily Tribune, which claimed multiple witnesses saw the dogfight but only quoted one. Oh. According to the Huron Daily Tribune... Christopher Bilby of Ulbury. Uh, Ubley, yeah. Ubley. Ubley is about 15 clicks south of Bad Axe. Oh, so very close Ubley. to Bad Axe. Okay. Not quite bad acts. So Christopher Bilbury from Ubley said that as the military jet circled the sky overhead, he spotted a white slash metallic disc that was difficult to see because of sunlight reflecting off the object. Bilbury said the object seemed to be hiding from the jets by flying in front of the sun. Okay. They're shrewd, those aliens. Interesting strategy, yeah. The UAP was extremely fast, Bilbury said. It was capable of overtaking and outmaneuvering the fighter jets with extreme ease. Okay. It would overtake a jet, stop suddenly, and seem to turn toward the incoming jet, like spin in their direction without moving. Okay. The jet fired anti-missile flares. Wow. Huh? Just taunting them. Just taunting them, yeah. yeah. Just well, taunting exactly. them, yeah. Yeah. Well, aliens are known for their taunting. So the jet fired anti-missile flares like it was under direct attack, and Bilbury stated in his witness account that the jet fired anti-missile flares like it was under direct attack, Bilbury stated in his witness account. And according to the report, the second fighter jet also fired its flares as the object continued to spin. Okay. Yeah, I've been on that many drugs, Joel. Have you? You you Uh, must have been on that many drugs at some particular time where you've just looked up at the sky going, oh, good Lord, what the hell have I just seen there? It looks to me like an extremely fast uh, UAP. Um, I'm just going to say right now that it actually takes a lot of drugs to hallucinate and you really have to push the boundary of that there. Um, the most profound hallucination outside of ayahuasca was when I took some acid and had a nitrous oxide balloon on a deck where I saw clouds part and then an alphabet soup of letters went up in a cloud-like storm that went into a funnel. That's as close as I got. But look, that's pretty close to EAP. I could, I could have dreamed that up, yes. but it would have lasted about a minute. Chris might have had one of a similar, a similar experience on the Nangs jaw. Just might have been on the Nangs. I would say he was on the Nangs. Yeah, on the Nangs and on the acid, and that that could easily happen. Because I must say, those that alphabet that was going into that fucking funnel. It was real mm. weird. Anyway, there you go. I have taken some drugs. I can no longer be elected to Parliament. Um, so Bilbury, who said he was a military veteran who had been stationed with the 304th Expedi- Expeditionary Signal Battalion in South Korea, added he attempted to take cell phone footage of the incident, but glare and the altitude of the planes made it difficult. Damn. Damn. So that would have been proof. Yeah, it like, would have been. No, he wasn't no. able to do it. What a shame. They, they always seem to be unable to take footage. And when they do, it seems to always be grainy and very low resolution. It's mm. a real shame. Mm. Yeah, I, I imagine if I took a f- video of the clowns that I saw funneling into an alphabet nightmare, I uh, wouldn't have got much from that either. Anyway, the UAP witness reports, including the quotes, don't come from the Huron County Tribune. They actually come from a non-profit, non-governmental organization named the National UFO Reporting Center. The plot yeah. thickens. National UFO Reporting Center is just one of a number of indie reporting groups in the US, including the largest, MUFON, M-U-F-O-N, the Mutual UFO Network. What a great name. Now, the National UFO Reporting Center was founded in 1974. Its center director is Peter Davenport, who has held the position since 1994, and in that time claims to have had multiple UAP sightings. Oh, this yeah. is from his bio. Cool. So Peter has had an active interest in the UFO phenomenon from his early boyhood. May explain the sightings. 
He experienced his first UFO sighting over the St. Louis Municipal Airport in the summer of 1954. It was and probably he, a plane. I fucking know. I was going to say that. I was like, <laughs> don't be too much of a smart ass because he's trying to do a straight read. But I'm like, it's a plane, dickhead. You're a child. Fuck. You know. And he investigated his first UFO case during the summer of 1965 in Exeter, New Hampshire. He's also been witness to several subsequent anomalous events. Several. Mm. Yes, several. Anomalous too. That's a lot. Uh, possibly UFO related, including a dramatic sighting over Baja, California in February 1990. Mm. That was actually in our episode as well. Dramatic. There was a dramatic mm. uh, sighting over Baja, California. Um, and several nighttime sightings over Washington State. Several, several again. During 1992. Yeah. I, you're not going to write these things down. You're busy watching them. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's ridiculous. You didn't have Google Maps timeline back then. It was very difficult. Peter received his undergraduate education at Stanford University in California. Not bad. Where he received, where he earned bachelor's degrees in both Russian and biology. Ooh, Interesting choices. Awesome. As well mm-hmm. as a translator certificate in Russian translation. Ooh. Got to make money somehow. His graduate education was completed at the University of Washington, Seattle, where he earned an MS degree in the genetics and biochemistry of fish from the College of Fisheries. Okay. Interesting, as well as mm-hmm. an MBA degree in finance and international business from the Graduate School of Business. That's what the bio says. Yeah, there are lots of universities that have faculties called Graduate School for Business, a couple in Australia, actually, yeah. and including Harvard. Yeah. Well, sort of. Anyway, it's not quite clear which one Mr. Davenport attended which I'm sure is just an oversight. Yes. Oh, no one ever lies about their qualifications ever. But uh, let's face it, when it comes to these sort of things, um, there are some very, very fishy schools out there. What? The School of Business? Well, he was a College of Fisheries. Well, so what's, College of know, Fisheries. So expected to be fishy. Yeah. It's a fish of colleges. I mean, what the fuck? Anyway, so yeah. It just also, his, also, his bio states he has been witness to one sighting as a child and then several subsequent anomalous events. Why several, Joel? You'd think <laughs> oh, a UFO, no. UAP sighting would be the sort of thing you'd put a specific number on. Oh, that's my fourth. That's my fifth. That's my sixth. Oh, no, it's just seven. And, of course, if you've seen, say, a hundred of them where you start getting foggy on the numbers because it's just been so many of them, wouldn't you think that maybe others were having the same experience? Mm. You know, if it's so common. here's the thing, and you can make of this what you will, Joel, but you wouldn't believe it, but this year is the National UFO Reporting Centre's 50th anniversary. Happy birthday to you. Exactly, exactly. Terrific work. Well done, everyone. It's been a largely thankless task for the last 50 years. And MUFON, the mutual UFO network I mentioned before, is a larger group with 4,000 active members in 43 countries. It was founded in 1969, so it's already had its 50th anniversary of cataloging drunks on the walk home, (laughs) mistaking streetlights for the alien mothership. Yep. And look, we cannot let MUFON go on without a mention of a 2018 Newsweek report citing evidence of, quote, anti-immigrant, anti-trans, and anti-Muslim sentiments. Hello. Mm, This is before anti-trans was cool, but while anti-Muslim was still cool, before it became based because of the misogyny Mm. and whatnot. They're ahead of their time. This included MUFON donor and noted fruitcake Judy Zebra Jay-Z Knight. Oh, she's a beauty. And former MUFON state director for Pennsylvania, John Ventra, both of whom have publicly expressed racist and or anti-Semitic views and are described in the article as 
high-tier inner circle donors to MUFON. Yeah, Judy Zebra Knight's a real – she's just kind of like Shirley MacLaine nutter. You know, mm. she actually thinks she communicates directly with a particular alien, not just alien. Oh, she's got a mate. Any old alien. But this guy's, you know, a prince of some planet somewhere and, and uh, she's sort of she, she's sort of a, a become this sort of a, a sage – uh, self-appointed sage. Self-appointed is important to put there. Yeah. Yes, yes. She babbles with aliens. It's Ramtha she talks to, who is kind of like a somewhere between a warrior and a god from a distant it's planet. It's a bit sus that it does sound like a Hindu god because I'm like, mate, like, look, do aliens really have basic They're just going to make that up. Yeah. They're just going to make that just, up. Anyway, yeah. John Vetra, uh, he, he's a failed Republican candidate. For the go- he, ran, he ran for governor of Pennsylvania in 2018 yeah, uh, for the Republican Party, uh, just in case you were wondering, um, and got, you know, single-digit percentiles of the vote. And um, I think there were issues about him actually nominating. And so what we do see here with MUFON, you know, I mean, we're not suggesting that MUFON is anti-immigrant, anti-trans and anti-Muslim. Well, news what we're saying is that their major donors or two of their major donors are, and if MUFON had any sense of ethics, what they would do is say, we won't accept your donation. Yeah, okay. That, that checks out. They that don't. Sense. Yeah, and that's very yeah. naughty. Look, I will put a very small side note here is that Flat Earth and a lot of these like sort of um, there is something that's known, we don't know about it because of cover-up, that tends to be yeah. the idea of holding the truth away from people to make sure their minds don't explode because if that happens, the status quo will be interrupted and yeah, who's benefiting from the status quo? The Jews. So that's where the anti-Semitism yeah. comes in because it's the Jews that are stopping the truth from coming out because otherwise it'd stop all their banking and making money and eating gold-plated pretzels or whatever it is the Jews are meant to be doing because I don't really understand it. But yes. Yeah, look, this this UFO stuff has got all the hallmarks and we haven't had a deep dive into it yet, but it's will. certainly got all the hallmarks of a side. Oh, fuck yeah. All right, it. Uh, designed to trigger people. Really, it starts, it's sort of um, um, predating on people on that basis of this dis- distrust or mistrust of government. It's actually distrust. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, and that's a starting point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all around, you know, the US military industrial complex, as you say, major trigger for cookers. Yeah. So this is coming. Yeah. Folks, this we think this is actually coming. Anything that destabilizes trust in institutions and government really does fulfill the goals of um, what I would uh, vaguely call enemy states. Um, countries like Russia, China as well, the Saudis, they're all they're all trying to make sure that everyone in the West hates their government, doesn't trust them. And then, you know, they look over to Russia and they think, oh, but you guys got the right idea, don't you? So, you know, it's um, it wouldn't surprise if it was part of an elaborate sale. But yes, carrying on, both the National UFO Reporting Centre and MUFON claim to receive about 1,000 sightings a month, which is a lot. Um, mm. That sounds like a lot. And in that 50 years or more, nothing has really happened no, since. no one, no one sent it. No aliens landing. Like, no, no one, you know, no death rays no. coming from the skies. Nothing like Just, that. Yeah, it hasn't really. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, look. Uh, the the so called sighting around bad acts was actually dismissed by local police, uh, who said, "No, we got no reports. No reports. No reports of." Uh, of UFOs, say, slash UAPs in the area at the time. That's another really key thing. Yeah, okay. Um, and, of course, what we're dealing with here is, and we've sort of we've gone up the scale, we've gone from the top of the scale down, and this is how misinformation works. It's a really important thing to understand. So first thing, this was covered by The Hill, which is, as I say, a legitimate news organisation and with a fairly good reputation. They exist, yes. And then we get down to the um, 
to the local newspaper, the the uh, Huron the Huron Time newspaper. Is, yeah, yeah. And now, what do we what do we get from them? And people might think, oh, this is this is actual reporting on the ground, but no, what they've done is go through the uh, the, U- the National UFO Reporting Centre's reports, seen one that's in that area, in their area where they operate, in Huron County, and, and says, oh, here we go, bang. And then they use the quote from uh, uh, Mr. Christopher Bilbrey of Ubley, who almost certainly exists, yeah. uh, but they use the quote that he has provided to the UFO Reporting Centre. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how that's worked. And so and that way, if we look at it from that way up, it's gone all the way to the Hill, uh, who on their YouTube channel have one point three four million viewers. Yep, it's uh, it's been happening recently with something later on about Shane Warne um, that we'll get to, but uh, lots of syndication of something that appears legitimate on face value if you don't Google any of it, and it's just been syndicated all over the internet, um, spreading. Lies and filth about one of our favourite people, um, and I'm still we'll get to that fuming <laughs> about it. Anyway, yes, we will get to some minute. The majority of the sightings are in North America, in Canada, in places like Bad Axe, Michigan. Now, Eastern Michigan is bound to be lovely this time of year, but why are they asked deep in UAP sightings? Well, in Eastern Australia, I haven't seen a single one. The drugs are better. What's wrong with us aliens? What's wrong with Australia? We're the bloody. We've got some of the best beaches in the world. We've got footy. That's right. Kylie Minogue. That's right. Get down here, land somewhere in South Australia. That's my tip. Where no one goes, hang out, take your space drugs, and have a bloody good time. Best place to take drugs. Just you know, leave some of the space drugs for us. And if you could figure out a way of making Queensland as rational, please let us know. Yeah. That being said, last that'll be the invitation I'll be sending out. Yeah. Former 60-Minute Man, Ross Coulthard, has been getting very excited on other alien stuff because there is now a whistleblower who's going to bust this whole filthy business to pieces, David Charles Grush. Oh, dear. Okay, so let's have a look at Grush. Grush is 36 years young. He is a decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan. Not a Christmas tree. that They are war medals, I believe. He's a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, which has intelligence in the title, so you think he's quite clever, and the National Reconnaissance. Reconnaissance? Reconnaissance. 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 I just, I see that word and all I can see is just crepes. And the National Reconnaissance Office, NRO. He serves as the Reconnaissance Officer's representative to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force from 2019 to 2021. From late 2021 to July 2022, he was the NGA's co-lead for UAP analysis and its representative to the task force. So he's in there. He's, he's fist deep. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's, definitely, he's definitely in there. And he's there. decorated. And because he's now been called a whistleblower, yeah. that has a sort of ring of truth about it. And Grush has claimed the Pentagon, the DOD, the green machine, has more than half a dozen alien spacecraft stashed away and that aliens themselves are now walking among us. Well, not walking. More lying down on stainless steel gurneys being sliced up. Pentagon might already have a cure for cancer, but it isn't sharing with us. The bastards. Textbook. Textbook military complex, the worst. They're med beds. There's med beds. We just don't have them. Queen Ramada does, though. Anyway, it is getting very exciting, and the cookers are muttering. They are a little bit carried away, but they're easily carried away. At times like these, it's worth remembering that we live in a planet that orbits a star, one of 300 billion stars in the galaxy we call the Milky Way, yeah. and that ga- and that galaxy, our galaxy, is one of 2 trillion 
in the universe. So don't worry, there's plenty of parking for the ETs. Okay, that does sound very vast, but not to put the kibosh and all this and be a bit of a dick, Jack, but don't we have enormous radio telescopes around the entire globe pinging to basically all corners of this vast universe with all this parking to measure radio waves and basically thus signs of advanced civilizations? I mean, if they're going to have crafts, they're going to have radios, right? I mean, that's like standard on an old fucking car. And to date, nothing. Not a blip, not an electronic fart has come down the line. A bit sus. Yeah, true enough, Joel, but that might just be that the aliens don't have the radio on. Oh, it is pretty shit. Carl Sanderland's gross. They, they had a tune to a Triple M uh, and then they got their icy cold cans of Coke and go over the flip. Yeah, they, they realised they weren't tradies and they changed or, the channel. Or maybe they, you know, made their own mixtapes for the trip, Plausible. you know. Or maybe they don't have radio oh. and just leapfrog straight from magazines to television. That's embarrassing. Come on, guys. Get your act together. Radio is great for a bit, I guess. Fidler's on radio. That's good. It's all a deep, dark conspiracy, of course, but if the bad axe sighting has anything to go by with a story of an innocent alien spacecraft go about its business enjoying the sun in Michigan summertime... <laughs> Only to be fired on by Americans flying around in F-16s is a further reminder that man's worst enemy is, in fact, man. Yes, doing sick burnouts in the sky. Cue some ominous music uh, on that, Joel, and let's move on. It has been such an exhausting few weeks where it constantly feels like the bad guys are winning, just, you know, events being cancelled and I'm just tired. This is mostly shaped by the time I spent on Twitter, which I recently decided to give a rest because, you see, Elon Musk's Twitter is a place where absolute fuckknuckles are being elevated to the top of the discourse because they paid Elon $8 and ideologically agree Mm -hmm. with him. I'm actually search banned on there for reasons, I guess, probably for saying Elon's a cunt over and over and over again on his platform. At its core, it feels that Musk is trying to basically increase time spent on his platform, which would plausibly translate into more profit per user, more eyeballs, more time spent, more profit, more ads. This works. And this is being achieved by pitting the users against each other and turning what used to be this sort of social media town square for political conversation into a social media culture war death gauntlet full of cunts. Mm. It's a good, exp- yeah. It's a good, uh, it's a good little metaphor. It's fucking there, tiring, John. and it's really far from reality. I mean, like you walk outside, and no one. This is not. It's not happening. It's it's just, it's not. No. So this kind of conflict, it just keeps people posting. So as far as brazen capitalism goes, to you know, increase the value of Twitter, it's not the worst strategy, to be honest. Look, media reported today that eSafety Commissioner Ms. Inman Grant uh, issued Twitter with a please explain notice today citing that about one third of the complaints her agency receives about online hate involve content Mm -hmm. on Twitter. One third. That's a lot. Out of all the social media, we got one third from Twitter. And she noted a surge in harmful posts since the Tesla chief bought the platform last year. Yes, not a coincidence. Uh, Twitter has 28 days to comply with the Please Explain notice or face fines of almost 700000 for every day it misses the deadline. Good. He won't fucking pay them. He's an arsehole. Uh, it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to get away from. I'd be happy to see um, Twitter banned in Australia, to be honest. I'm fucking tired of it. Well, it wouldn't be banned. They would, you know, he, he couldn't, he wouldn't be able to travel here. I mean, they've got offices here. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to, to function without, without the Commonwealth saying, hey, hey. Champion. Hey guys, you hey guys, us. hey guys. Well, he's not paying bills, uh, which is an interesting sign of uh, where he's at with this whole thing. But that's for another episode. Let's just say 
that I would say this is going to be ignored by Musk to the best of his abilities because he's an actual fuckwit. He behaves like a petulant child and he really it's astonishing that he ever got out of his parents' garage. Since firing his entire press team, any requests for information are responded to automatically with a poop emoji. Emails just responded to with a poop emoji. It's, he thinks it's funny because the thing is, when you're really, really rich, nothing actually matters. It nothing impacts you. You can just basically see the world as a joke because if you want, you can just pay people around you to just sort of laugh on command. I mean, nothing is real in that point. And that's where he's at, which is great because now we're all beholden to this fucking asshole who just needs a lot of therapy. But all of this is why touching grass is really good for the soul. And getting some perspective is really important. Twitter is only a bin fire if you're in the bin and on fire. Jump out of the bin and suddenly it all feels a bit cooler. And it feels a bit better, which is nice. I'm on day two. It's great. You know, I've only got mild shakes. So this leads to the introduction for this next bit. Try and remember that it's going to all be okay. The Twitterverse isn't the universe. The culture wars are not actual wars. With all the bigotry and the fighting and the dysfunction, it's hard to see that. It's hard to have perspective. And I understand this. I'm a part of it myself. But it really will all be okay in the end. Now, we do need to have each other's backs. We can't be lazy. We need to fight this constant shift towards bullying vulnerable people and this weird toxic identity politics that's just absolutely taken over the discourse recently. But we also need to see there is so much more to the world than just watching feral cookers and laughing at their stupidity and then, you know, repeating what writing media blowhards say with uh, outraged sense of sensibility because they're just pushing hatred and violence. That's what Twitter is at the moment. Exactly. And look, you know, when it comes down to it, if you kick back, they just end up pushing this bloody victimhood mentality, saying how fucking oppressed they are. I mean, the entire thing is just, it's not serious, no one's genuine, and it's a fucking nightmare. So now I've got that out of the way, a little bit of a sort of like, you know, a nice little pep talk, I'm going to punch you in the fucking mouth, because what's coming up next sucks. Jordan fucking Peterson is trying to establish a far-right version of the World Economic Forum. That junkie. It's fucking tiring, man. <laughs> I yeah, hate yeah, this man. so much. Smart as he's the smartest junkie in the he world, He loves his clonopin and he loves his beef, and that's, that's yeah, our so George. In cell, Kermit the Frog has decided that his previous position that is that is inherently bad for elites to gather at a conference and decide the future of the world is actually only a problem if they're progressive. Yes, that, that's, yeah. So thanks to some very, very rich people, they are having their inaugural meeting in London this year between October 30 and the 1st of November. Great. This one was sent to us in the form of a very badly titled Guardian article. Headline, Tony Abbott and John Howard joined Jordan Peterson-led group looking at the meaning of life. Ugh. We got that sent to us by listener and friend of the podcast, Guy. Thank you, Guy. Yeah. Actually, fuck you for letting me know about this. I was so much happier before I knew this existed. This has taken oh, years off my life. This is not, this, this is not Guy's fault. It John. is Guy's fault. While the group will look at philosophical and ideological directions in what its website says is a public-facing way. What? Yeah, I know. It's, the entire thing yeah. is far more dodgy than that, and we'll justify an episode in the near future. They've recruited some Australians to the so-called advisory board, mm-hmm. including former Prime Minister's Tony Abbott. Well, he does have a lot of hot time in his hands. Yes. And John Howard. He's in the area too. And former Deputy PM John Anderson of the National Party, who hasn't been in the Parliament since 2005, but has become a senior voice in the No campaign. Yes. He's a prominent podcaster now, apparently. He uh, called it Conversations, which uh, I think Fidelight has that. He's gone 
He's gone out there. Yeah. He's, he's lurking around the fringes, uh, is uh, Mr. Anderson. Do you not realise that Conversations was taken, though? Fidler's got Conversations. He's called yeah, this podcast. Think he called, yeah, you just like, double check that. Yeah, fucking idiot. Anyway, alongside those fine chaps is former Senator Amanda Stoker and current Australian Shadow Minister for Defence, Andrew Hastie. And we have actually said quite nice things about both of them in the past few episodes. And right now, I'm starting to feel a little bit dirty on them. Uh, if you're associated with this, I think you're a piece of shit. But that's that's neither here nor there. We'll do a deeper dive on this later. The rest of the board, which is quite extensive, they've got a lot of people. It's strongly packed with climate deniers, big emphasis on climate denial, and just general right-wing nut, nut jobs, including Dan Crenshaw, uh, the one-eyed Texas Republican, who is fixated on trans issues. Yeah, the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. It's this other thing. I mean, when we talk about Hastie and... Uh, and others coming along. Conservatives are very strange in that they really like to sort of um, collectivise. Uh, they like to get in numbers. They like to sit around and agree with one another. <laughs> so they always need think tanks. This is what this is what I've seen, and there, there are various groups around the I, uh, IPA. Is one there's um, the uh, oh, what's it, the one that Howard belongs to? Um, they all sound lovely little. Um, uh, institutions, oh, but they're actually got sort of names. breeding grounds for fringe politics. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, and yeah, so this is this is. I mean, Anderson, as I said, has been on this pathway for a long time. Tony Abbott has has, has moved out of the fringes a long time ago. Perhaps that was sort of defined by his electoral defeat, because you know. Uh, small L liberals, yeah. people who sit politically in the centre, uh, people who live in Warringah have said, mate, we don't like your politics. Yeah, you're a bit much, mate. You're a bit much, you know. So that's why, yeah, they all sort of congregate uh, uh, in these sort of little think tanks and they have their little speech nights. They're generally all closed by 8.30 at night. This is the other <laughs> thing. <laughs> they don't only go for a drink or anything afterwards. You know, it's all sort of like, I, I remember one that ha- the, the one that Howard links to, and I wish I could think of the name, they had a Christmas. Menzies Institute? They won't come along and men's no, no, not Menzies Institute. No, because um, there's a bunch um, of them. There's the IPA, uh, there's Menzies. Centre for Independent Studies. Yeah, that Cent- checks out. Centre yeah. for Independent Studies. Yeah. And they had a Christmas function and it was basically it started at 6.30 and everyone out by 8.30. Oh, Merry Christmas from Conservative. I recently had a, an event at Sydney University and this is a massive sidebar, but um, it was like this like sort of like alumni uh, thing, free drinks, free food from 6.30 till 7.30. I mean, come on. It was not <laughs> it was even worth like, the journey. It's a bit like that for the CIS Fuck too. me. Come on, guys. Put on a spread. And there was, and they shut the bar like 15 minutes early too. Anyway, fuck them. So, look, moving on. According to The Guardian, the article that Guy sent us, Galaxy Brain South Australian Senator, an absolute fucking cooker, I mean, consummate Ooh, cooker, yeah. Alex Antic, is attending the forum on a paid invite. Classic junket, which includes airfares, accommodation, and costs. Now, mm, got a bit of money. here's a bonus fact about, about Antic. He has a podcast, and because, well, my theory goes, he's actually two eight-year-olds in a trench coat laughing as an adult, he has called it Based. Based. Based the podcast. Because it's 4chan language. Oh. This guy's a fucking idiot. He's just a fucking idiot. Oh, I oh Lord, that's fucking troubling. detest yeah. Antic. Detest him. The ARC forum website has wishy-washy bullshit about their plans, but the people involved tell a story. Two of the founding members and money backers are also the founders of GB News, which is basically a cooker news network in the UK that is backed by uh, Legatum Ventures. Is that the right pronunciation? I don't know. Legatum, Legatum. You say potato, I say potato. Let's all call it dark money from Dubai. Mm. 
Yes, indeed. The investment arm of a free market think tank. There we go again. Uh, They can all hang out till 8.30 at night uh, of the same name. Yeah, dodgy as fuck. Is based in, Legatum is based in Dubai. That's right. I mean, you know, which is just a sinkhole of black money. Oh, so much black money. Yeah. Like, you know, as we were saying before the show and we're having a chat about this, the chance of the Russians having their filthy, filthy, filthy fingerprints all over this is huge. But... I haven't seen any uh, suspicious Russian-looking names. I haven't seen any menus containing any Oh, well, it wouldn't be that soup. obvious, mate. It so, would not be that obvious. Yeah, and I imagine they're, would, yeah, they'll, they'll be hiding it. They're, they're, and, they're, and there may well be, you know, Dubai money. There, there may well be Dubai money. In. Definitely, the, uh, the Emirates have their own interest in this, especially with the idea of basically the climate change denial aspect of this is huge. And I, I am going to do an episode on this, probably the next episode, to be honest, but I always break these promises, so I try not to make them because I always break them. But uh, this is really, really fascinating. There's a lot going on in it. One of the things that I find fascinating about the, the Russian thing, just a bit of a side note here, is that I feel like the way in which this whole sort of Russian interference of basically running these psyops by getting useful idiots in the US, like, you know, your Trumps and your Kushner types, to basically do your bidding for you, and then you get to a point where you've got a self-sustaining organism where you've actually trained morons to work against their national interest in your interest, and they will even spend money on it. And that's when you go, oh, man, I've finally finished my painting. This is perfect. And I think that is, I think, you know, I think Skynet has gone sentient if Skynet was a ridiculous concerted effort to destabilize the West from within by seeding the doubt of government and creating culture wars that will just divide the population. Anyway, that's that was definitely a side note. So look, it is very hard not to see this as a coordinated effort to take the culture wars into nuclear territory. This is totally the fucking plan here. And while it's billed as the brainchild of Jordan Peterson, it feels a lot more like he's the sort of face of this legatum project that's going on because that's where Mm. the money is. And that being said, the story goes that Peterson started this as basically a tantrum after he was disciplined by the board of the College of Psychologists in Ontario. He did this as a bit of a, well, we can't have this. This wouldn't happen to someone at the WEF. He's an idiot. And he's a very useful one at that. It's it's well worth discussing why he was disciplined by the College of Psychologists. Well, I mean, yeah, it was posting. Uh, and, and, yeah, he, and, and it was abusive posting. Yeah, he was a fucking asshole. He was using dead names and stuff. He was just being a prick. And he was doing it very, very intentionally. His reprimands were basically for tweets. And when you say that, it sounds really bad. But as the fucking e-safety commissioner has just raised the flag on, that's abuse. It's not well, just it's a, Twitter. It's, a, it's, it's sock puppeting. It's, it's all sorts of abuse and it, going and on And also, you, mean, know, you said you're flying planes on someone. Peterson is despised by, by most thinking people for a reason. Yeah. The, the first is he thinks he's the smartest guy in every room, and he's not. He's a long way from Oh, that. yes. I saw a clip from Rogan's show where he had Peterson on, and Peterson, he said, oh, I just want to say you look fantastic, which is Rogan's way of sort of – Trying to brush over the fact that Peterson looks awful. Oh, he's gaunt as fuck. He looks fuck. sick. Yeah, we only eat meat. Gaunt as gaunt as, and, and he's and he started off eating meat and greens, restricting his diet to that on the basis of his daughter's recommendation, who's not a nutritionist by the way, but provides nutrition information or advice to. People. But also, she's crippled with autoimmune disorders, where a ketogenic diet has genuine benefits. Where he and now is he's just, just a fucking meat. fruitcake. This guy could die at any given start, at, at any given time. Good. He's never been able to explain why he got hooked. I know I didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that anti-anxiety drugs were were uh, were were addictive. You're a psychologist, bro. 
What? You're a fucking. You, you're, you're, you're an academic psychologist. Can't you, you prescribe these know things? That? This guy's not smart. No. This guy's just a vehicle. Anyway, He's definitely I'll a fucking on. vehicle. Well, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, like, basically, when you look at it, Peterson lives in this ridiculous, weird Twitter bubble surrounded by sicker fans. And you'll have someone like Elon Musk who posts these ambiguous, annoying tweets like, wow, concerning. Every time Peterson tweets <sighs> some kind of bullshit brain fart about how trans people are murdering children in the street or something dumb like that. But this leads to my next concern and thought, which is that my money is on Musk being there or being involved in some sort of way, which just inserts more billionaires into a group that appears to be seeking to red pill the planet. And how they legitimize this, you ask? Well, just like the World Economic Forum, they're going to get a whole bunch of people together, some of them in government, and tell them then what to bring up in their respective industries and parliaments. Let's face it, that's what's going to happen. You're going to see Antic going to this fucking meeting and coming back and being like, oh, I've got an inquiry. Fuck you. Well, Antic, Antic won't sort of survive the next election. Yeah, but he'll be there long enough to get back from this conference and be annoying. Yeah, but he's got no authority in the party. Everyone thinks he's, everyone thinks he's a kook. What, 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 so a lot of this stuff, look, I guess it may manifest itself in sort of Republican Congresses, state and federal in the United States. There may be manifestations of it in European politics and perhaps a little bit here. But ultimately what this is, Joel, is a grab for, for uh, OPEC money, for, for oil money. Yeah, that, that's this the is, climate change denial angle, I think. I really yeah, do absolutely. think that there's a lot going on there. But I think it is guided by culture wars and culture warriors who will get oh, the, yeah, the passion definitely. by that and then the byproduct. Well, yeah, exa- that is the hook. That is exactly it. So I'll give you the difference because they're saying this is like an answer. This is like a counterweight is one of the words someone used uh, to the World Economic Forum. Um, the crucial difference between this and the World Economic Forum is that the World Economic Forum is actually a business for Clash Rock. It's a cash cow. He charges for entry and he charges a lot of money. This one, they pay people to come. That's a well, except, big except difference. For Alec Antic, well, except for Alec Antic. Who's paying for his, who's paying for his he's, attendance? He's getting a junket. This, this entire thing's paid for. Who, but who by? He must have by to. The he, he, by, by who? By oh, the okay. funders. So he, he, will have to, he will have to at some point, he will have to declare that. No, that's where they found it out in the Garden article. They found uh, okay. out that this was happening because he declared on his interest. Oh, uh, he's, there you go. There is, there's Bakshish going on so here. So the money's already changed hands. Totally. Yeah, okay. So usually in the World Economic Forum, the government would basically pay money to send people over so they can hobnob with people and they can make these things. They can be in on the latest thing, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's basically a huge conference. And it's, it's, it's you know, it's, they go they go. But scared. everyone in bed at 8.30. Well, yes, of course. Well, no, they're probably all up to tits on meth. But this is the thing. I reckon, and this is definitely a reach, this means that these motherfuckers owe this organisation a favour and a favour they want to carry out because they want the culture wars more than anyone else. So it's real quid pro quo and it works in everyone's favour. But, I mean, who are they going to owe this favour to? There's Kermit the Incel and there is a Dubai-based investment firm. I mean, Mm. this is really, really murky waters. So it doesn't really feel as much of a sort of forum as it does this sort of timeshare style junket to synchronize this messaging for right-wing culture warriors who have some sort of media reach. You know, I'm sure some people listen to his dumbass based fucking podcast. But anyway, look, this will be an episode and we've fleshed this out as an introduction because there's so much to unpack here. I've gone down the rabbit hole and oh my God, all I've seen is just, just more and more things to unpack. When's the seminar? When's the seminar? It's in uh, October, November. Okay. It's fucking torture, though. There's so much money we going ca- on. We should cover it. We should definitely we cover should it. We should fucking be- go. 
But yes, I know. <laughs> should too. Like I said, man, promising an episode is basically meaning it's never going to happen. But this is fucked. This group is fucked. I can't stop thinking about it. This whole entire thing is very fucked. And that's why I gave you the good pep talk earlier. Go touch some grass because that would have hurt. That was a real punch in the guts for all of you. We thought that maybe things were going to get better before they got worse. And maybe we're seeing a bit of a spike in things. Unfortunately, some very wealthy people are going to ensure that the people of this world, at least the Western world, live in a state of constant paranoia, fear, and anger, and divisiveness. And uh, look, I mean, as a result, maybe this will just make Twitter increase their market cap. I mean, he's lost a lot of money. So that's good. I mean... He's lost quite a lot of money. Well done. Um, well done, Elon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I wonder if Avi Yemeni wants to go and whether he'll start a, a GoFundMe or a, or, or a donation Oh, drop. my God. They're uh, totally going to... Fuck me. Oh, they're going to send Darby, yeah. aren't they? Well, that's why we would never go, Joel, because oh. the only way we could go is through donated money, but we're not going to go wow. because we're not going to be – we're not going to sink to those levels, Joel. We're not going to sink to the Yemeni levels. Uh, if there's any shady billionaires listening, um, you know where to send your shekels if you uh, if you want to throw me a few dimes and, uh, and take me to this dumb conference. I will cover it. And I'm not going because I like to be. I, I like to walk the streets after eight thirty at night. I mean, the, I mean, J- John Howard. Oh God, I know he's just a guest, and they're getting a prime minister, and they, and and same with same with Abbott, of course. The, the liberals continue to drag John Howard out as some sort of electoral asset, yeah. and, and with <laughs> and the exception not. of 2019, and I'm including by elections, I'm including state elections. They've been belted every single time, with the exception of 2019. Which I'm going to say is not down to John Howard. It's probably down to people having a good look at Bill Short and going, "Yeah, yeah, nah. that was what happened." But yeah. Um, but yeah, that, Howard is a nightmare, and people people are, people are well and truly over him. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's uh, shit, but he'll just bring some sort of gravitas to the whole thing. Basically, look. He brings a little bit of gravitas, as does Abbott, until he actually speaks or he walks. You should see the way he walks. He's just got this funny gait. It's like... <laughs> It's really strange, and he sort of bristles aggression and so forth. So, so when people come and meet him for the first time, they're they're always on the back foot. He's a shirt fronter. That's what he is. Because you just think he's going to start throwing punches. Is what? that is that sort of aggressive? Yeah, he's, it, it, yeah. Look, and, and face value, he's not a bad human being. I'm not suggesting that for a moment. But he has this sort of hyper. Um, aggression about his body language that that must be off-putting for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And it's driven by the fact that most of the people Abbott's come across in his life have been people who said to him, "Mate, that's a bit crazy." Yeah. <laughs> Champ, you know, champion, come Calm on, down, light, light down. up a bit, mate. Well, I, I reiterate my call that you only have to pay for one airfare, business class, please, and I'll go see Dan Schreiber, and uh, it'll be great. Nah, not doing that. I'm not doing it anyway. <laughs> I, I, I would never drag money out of people to do that because that's Avi Yemeni at, at the uh, New South Wales Flowers. It is. And speaking of Avi Yemeni, let's go to a quicker update. Oh, yes, let's do it. Great segue. The cows have fucking masks on. Everybody is up for the high jump. If they deserve it, if they deserve to hang, they will hang. Rise up, Australia. Men of Australia, time to step up and be real men. Protect your kids or go down biggest cowards this country has ever seen. Hang that animals. It has been a huge week for the died suddenly anti-vaxxer cult who have recently discovered the concept of death. Wow, never thought of it before. And have decided that it's exclusively caused by COVID-19 vaccines. Yes. What else? Yeah, I mean, there's no other possible explanation, which is just fantastic. So 
On June 18th, a Houston, Texas-based rapper named Big Pokey died after collapsing on stage. Mr. Pokey was just 45 years young, so that's a bit sad. I don't know Mr. Pokey. Mr. Pokey? But yep. I'm, I, when he's got the big... Uh, oh, it's not just a clever name. He's big. He's a large human he's being. A big boy. That's what I'm thinking. He's a big boy. Yeah. His vaccination status is publicly unknown, but ghouls have latched onto this as they do with any other death of note. That being said, is Big Pokey a death of note? The real thing here is that while they love famous people dying because they can say it's a vaccine, they really like collapses, sudden collapses. It's, you know, the died suddenly thing really encapsulates it. Died suddenly. It's totally their thing. Big Pokey, I just took a look at a photo of him. He's, yes, he's big. He's big. Oh, Pokey's big. big. Yeah, like I say. His Instagram was littered with delicious-looking food, which we can only assume he ate in large quantities. Well, he stuck it me a bucket. Uh, he also posted photos of himself at the gym a lot, which, as they say, exercise isn't healthy until it makes your heart explode. It does happen. Mm, it does happen. Go and do a stress test. It does happen. Go and do a stress test, big pokey. You'll be alive yeah, now, Yeah, get an ECG, mate. It's good. Theor- theories from people who actually consider this have factored in a heat warning for the area, which may have exacerbated an underlying condition. One user on Twitter said, People need to stop jumping to vax theories. We couldn't breathe out in Beaumont, Texas this weekend. The air was extremely mm-hmm. thick and we had heat warnings all over the state. People were passing out all over the place from heat. What do you mean? Heat kills people, Joel? How does that work? Only in France. Were they cowards? Also worth noting that his style of music, which he helped pioneer, is associated with lean, also known as purple drank or scissor, <laughs> which is a mix of codeine and cough medicine. And you should pay five dollars. Terrific a, for the heart. Five dollars mm. a month just to hear Jack the Insider say scissor, I think is worth it. I mean, look, I know it's free. But that was fair. That was very, very good, and I got a lot of satisfaction from that. So, look, there's all these explanations. It could have been opiate use uh, which, with fentanyl in it. It could have been the heat. It could have been the, the you know, he was a bit chubby. Um, you know, arteries have a bit of a, uh, a way You're of- Done a post-mortem on this fat bastard yet? Not fucking. No? These bodies barely hit the deck, and they decided it's the fucking jab. So this is the mm. thing. They didn't even know if he had the jab. You know, Yanks have, like, a, a, a vaccine rate of, like, 10%. They're fucking nuts. They don't, obviously. But, you know, like they don't get vaccinated over there because they're all fucking pilled. So this is insane to think that he's just been vaccinated because he collapsed. But this is the thing. The truth doesn't matter to anti-vaxxers. And we know this. But their latest fixation has not been a death, but an incident where the famously Coke-drinking Pepsi spokesman Robbie Williams, very funny thing in an interview, I won't go into it too much, supposedly pulled a pin on a headline show at Pink Pomp in Holland Due to his struggle with long COVID. Ooh, now, this good. is made with some good catnip for cookers. He didn't fucking halt the show. Such a bullshit headline. I looked into it. He played his standard set list. He went through the whole thing. But he had a pause after the third song, stopped the, stopped the band, and said, I'm fucked. It's long COVID. Not my age, you bastards. Which is pretty yeah, funny. He's, he's a funny he's guy. He's quite vain. I like him. He's quite vain. And there's all these kids yeah. in the audience because, like, they love Robbie Williams, but, like, he's, like, swearing all over the place. I, I like him a lot. It's being reported that he takes long breaks during songs as well. And, I mean, this is standard upgrading procedure for basically any rock star over 50. I mean, Ozzy Osbourne. Well, he, he sang three together at uh, the MCG on Grand Final Day. Like yeah, and then he got to go and fucking have an ice bath. He was, you know, you can, you can handle three. <laughs> I, remember, I remember Axel Rose uh, midway through through November rain, took a pause and said, it's a long fucking song, man. And that was in 2009, <laughs> I think. It was Ross Kilda. 2008, I think. Either way, it was ages ago. 2000, 
2005? I think it was 2005. Anyway, it's just when Chinese Democracy Tour was happening, whatever. Ozzy Osbourne, who I saw with Isaac in uh, Sacramento, he gets a guy named Zach Wilde, who's fucking amazing, super amazing guitar player, to just fill in most of his sets with these hectic guitar shredding solos. He just fucks off backstage. I'm guessing for adrenochrome or some shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he comes back Drained looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He just drains some kids, jabbing the bum. No worries. Brian fucking Wilson, who came out for the Sydney Festival opener, which was a big free gig, which is amazing. We all got really pissed and stood around and listened to Beach Boys songs. He didn't just have backup singers. He had singers who were there yeah. for when he just sort of Brian. drifted off into Neverland land and forgot the words and they just Brian, start singing. Yeah. Brian tends to be a bit fickle. He was like I a million. That, didn't didn't he, you know, he did not leave his home for something like 12 years? I think there was something like that. I think there was some acid and there was some uh, Charles Manson involved. Oh, yeah, he's taken like a lot. He's got, that, he's got that punkin' head yeah. of someone who's taken way too much acid. Williams has been on tour since last year, bet to Robbie, uh, with relatively long gaps between shows, hitting the road but not hitting the road hard like many touring musicians used to. Well, I mean, they'll do five days a fucking week, mental. Yeah, while that's often due to family and personal reasons, which are fair mm-hmm. enough, it might well be due to getting COVID not being quite able to shake the spiky bastard from his system. He's got, you're probably right. He's been told he's got long COVID. He's not having a good time. Of course, all of this is due to the vaccine, of course. I mean, there's no other explanation. Well, Robbie says that. No, well, I mean... Oh, but well, cookers do. Cookers yeah. do. Um, Robbie's an interesting case, though. We'll get to that in a second. Because as it was okay. a great clickbait title to say all this, all the usual suspects posted an article about this because, it, you know, oh, Robbie stopped a concert. Uh, you'll never guess why. And you have to click into this like, oh, it's on COVID. Oh, thanks for that. So on all these social media articles with these clickbait titles, they had the posts. They have the comment section. Today's show. Comment section, fine. Well wishes, all that bullshit. We love Robbie, whatever. News.com.au, often a cesspit. Fine. Well wishes, blah, blah, hope he's okay. Get better soon, Robbie. Easy. Totally reasonable stuff. Just, you know, the usual. Seven News. That's where the flying monkeys landed. So you're guessing like in my place <laughs> on Facebook or some shit they fucking posted. That one link, you know, like that was posted yeah. somewhere with that 50,000 cookers. And they all just descended on this comment section. It was an absolute bin fire. If all you saw was that post, you would genuinely think the anti-vaxxers were about 80% of the population. Of course, uh, electoral data will show that is not the case. No, astroturfin. Yes. But the thing is, is that they just put the call out to descend on that one thread and it has a significant presence of anti-vaxxers. One genius commented, how come the unjabbed are never getting long COVID? And I'm really glad you asked that, Johnny, uh, because Robbie Williams actually got COVID before he was vaccinated, you fucking cooker twat. Mm. Williams got COVID in April 2020 and January 2021. He was first vaccinated in April 2021, who was actually one of the first in line to get the jab. Yeah, it's due to his age, I suppose. They uh, they hit up a couple of 80-year-olds. And then, Robbie, you're next. Well, to be fair, he had Um, natural immunity because he got it in January 2021 as well. Well, He was pretty keen to get the jab. This is one of those things, and I could could probably pull up a few studies, but, but what we're talking about is the higher instance of long COVID or enduring symptoms of COVID COVID associated with multiple infections. Mm-hmm. That's one. And we've seen that with a few sportsmen, actually. Um, Marcus Stoinis. Uh, oh, one really? Of our, uh, one of our ODI players. I think he's had COVID four times. Fucking hell, mate. Where are uh, you hanging and, out? Um, 
And I think the, if it was the last one, you think probably, oh, you know, the first one would be the hardest. I think the last one really hit him quite hard. Yeah. And he's had some, he's had some problems. Um, he's had some problems on going. People get lazy on the jabs too. Oh, no, they're, because of who they are, they'd be, they'd be getting jabbed all the time. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, yeah. I'm on a fucking trial. But, but, so I'm, <laughs> they got a timer on me. Because they're living in, that, in those days, you know, 2020, 2021, they were living in sort of COVID bubble. Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. That checks out. Yeah. <clears throat> and kept playing. So it was, look, I, I just mentioned, him as an example, but where you've got multiple infections of COVID, let's put aside the vaccine and, and whether he's vaccinated or not. What we're talking about here is if you have multiple COVID infections, this should be of concern to everybody. Yeah, that's fair. Not, they're just going looking in the wrong fucking way. But you know, we, what we saw this, and it's the same. What's it's the same with, uh, let's say, diabetes and and, and yeah. uh, those sorts of issues that it tends to relate. To, the, the the infection, if you've had multiple COVID infections, regardless of whether you're vaccinated or not, you will have a, a, a higher risk of developing diabetes. Yeah. In fact, that clinical study, which 27,000 people in the United States, so significant numbers, yep. um, uh, also pointed to the fact that if you were unvaccinated, um, you will, that, that risk was, in fact, high. I feel like you've answered John's question by saying that, um, that the unjabbed do get long COVID and also uh, diabetes. Yes, they, yes, they do. Yeah. And, 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 but, the, but the bigger concern is that, is that, I mean, look, people who are unvaccinated died. I mean, 165,000, it's estimated, 165,000 Americans died. Preventable. Citizens of the United States of America died because they didn't have the jab. And that was not because the jab wasn't available or wasn't around at the time. 165,000 died between the between the years of 2021 and 2022 because they decided they didn't want to, because they fell into these sort of anti-vax traps. Oh, yeah, totally. Into this anti-vax rhetoric. People like RFK Jr., and they are, as you say, preventable. And so back to Robbie again. William's first bout of COVID had him isolated for 21 days and hit him hard. He got full-flavoured COVID without the jab. This is the early COVID. Oh, yeah. The, the real the strong COVID. one without the jab and is reported to have got down on his knees and prayed as he was genuinely fearful for his life. It's not good. No. We're not celebrating that. No, if you're, if you're praying for your life, that's bad. You're in a bad way. But I'll tell you what mm. – there is a silver lining on this dark cloud because the prayer did the trick. Um, well, and Williams reported to say... Could be a coincidence. Well, I, I will strike you down with lightning. So here's the quote. I never normally do it, but I got down on my knees and prayed. I thought up my wife and family. Within 30 seconds, that's like an injection of prayer, I had lifted my vibration and was in love. Yes. Got a vibrator is there as well. Well, I mean, dude, you're in I mean, isolation. I don't think God's going to be listening to you if you're using a vibrator while praying, mate. If you are in isolation, if you're in quarantine, <laughs> I have no, yeah, well, no I judgment. That. I get that. Man's I, look, I totally needs, get that. He, I'm not kink shaming Robbie. He's here. a he's a what I'm sex saying man is too. time and a place for everything. And if you're going to start talking to God, put the fucking vibrator away. True. Man. And also, if you're thinking about your wife and family, I mean, maybe isolate it to your wife yeah, and not the. That's a bit weird too, yeah, Robbie. Yeah. Look, this is terrible, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put all that aside because that was really bad. I love you for it. To be fair on Williams, he has spoken openly about his battles with crippling depression. So that segue yes, yes. was rough. But 
He's really cool about that. He's really open about it. His bipolar has always been something that's been a part of his personality. And he's really, really good at trying to normalize it with people. And celebrities like that doing that are fucking gold dust. Yes. He's also in a situation of quarantine, away from his family and isolated. And he's only got, what, Twitter? I mean, fuck that. So he'd been using meditation and mindfulness to basically ensure he didn't fall into a sadness trap and, you know, neck himself, which he apparently thinks about constantly, during this extended quarantine. So... Fair enough. I totally, totally rate that. Look, the vibrator is going to get you through the sadness. I'm fucking all about it. Get yourself a dildo. Get a fucking bookshelf off them. But Robbie Williams is actually a massive cooker. And I didn't fucking see this coming. I basically did this as like a quick died suddenly thing. And then I went down this massive rabbit hole when I realized this guy is baked as fuck. Like, it does come as a bit of a surprise that Williams got the jab. When you consider his past comments on conspiracy theories and theorists including the vaccine itself. So after his first bout of COVID, he was asked when he was going to take the vaccine and he said, I plead the fifth and that he would leave the decision. American, Robbie, don't say that. I know, but he lives in the US and it's fair enough. I say anyone who's who's not American who says, I plead the fifth, you know, you just got to ignore that. It's a turn of phrase. I've probably said it before. Uh, Get the trucks pulled up to the house. Come on. I'm I'm going to start saying that more in the podcast. Re-education. You're not going to be pleading the fifth anymore. I'll be pleading the fifth through the podcast forever for this point. So, look, he said he was going to leave the decision to his more rational wife, Ada Field, and that's fair Mm. enough. He seemed like he was kind of, you know, obfuscating the situation. But he also went on to say, when it comes to it, I'll have my suspicions and my worry and my fear, just like I have every time we've taken the kids down to the doctors for their injections. And I must say that is pretty reasonable. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Not an unreasonable statement. I think it's like, like, even if you're like, you know, blah, blah, vaccines are gold dust and everyone's happy and I have 900 of them. Still, if you're going to jab a kid's arm, you're always going to have that wincing feeling. Anytime, anytime you do it. Oh, anything. yeah. My granddaughter, my granddaughter had her six-week vaccinations. Yeah. And um, I don't know what they are, but I fretted for her because it's owie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a needle. And, you know, she might feel like shit. It's owie. She's and if gonna, anything does happen, yeah. I mean, you know, you, your entire world will fucking fall apart. So, like, I get it. But this was also after he thought he was going to die from COVID. So, come on, man. Like, you've seen this pandemic mm. isn't fucking around. Also, in an interview with a conspiracy theorist, and I'm surprised that he's in there, but it turns out he's going to be a form doing this. This former journalist, Anna Breeze, who put to him a whole bunch of bullshit from a censored doctor. You know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that, right? Uh Which Robbie rightly dismissed as, I took this out of the quote, secondhand information, which is good. I mean, like he sort of swatted the thing away. Very reasonable. But- that also followed Robbie claiming that Pizzagate had not been debunked and was pushing for questions to be asked. Questions to be what's, asked over Pizzagate. What's Walnut Sauce, Podesta? Now, I can refer you now to this someday I call it a conspiracy uh, Pizzagate uh, eight-part fucking series that basically lays that all out. Robbie, uh, would you like to listen to that? You might get some answers from Neil Saunders. He also stated that he is curious to explore so-called conspiracy theories around the sexual abuse of children by powerful politicians and high-profile celebrities. Pilled. Pilled. And you know why? He's just curious. Just asking questions. Just asking questions. You know who else he asked questions to? Um, His mate, David Icke. Oh, David. The lizard guy. The one who thinks the royal family is lizards. Lizard guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well... Look, I've had a look. Have you had a look at Prince Andrew lately, Joe? Honestly, I mean, is Kitty Fiddler- If that guy's not a lizard, I'm not here. Yeah, 
No, he, well, he doesn't sweat. Doesn't sweat. Doesn't sweat. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's all the evidence I that's need. That's all the evidence I need. Look, I just want to make a little side note about Anne Breeze, Ooh. a Juno-turned-conspiracy theorist. God, there's a few of them. It's disappointing. Mm-hmm. She was hilariously caught in a very Angus Taylor moment where she forgot that she was logged into her main account and sent herself heaping praise. She posted on Twitter, Thank you for the follow, Anna. I've followed and admired your work and courage from the beginning. Your authentic and totally lovable. Amazing. I love that she That's- said she was authentic. Well, Isn't that the best yeah, part? Authentic I, authentic I get in the Angus Taylor way, but totally lovable, that's a sickness. Yeah, it is. That's, There's a weird narcissism you know, to that, isn't it? You want to get your hands on Robbie Williams' vibrator because you know, you're making <laughs> love to yourself you're there. To yourself. You are a fucking chronic narcissist. That is so fucking true. And it's crazy because that is such a, a you know, anti-vaxxer thing. You're a journo. No one gives a fuck about you. You write a few articles here and there. Suddenly you're a conspiracy theorist and everyone's calling you a fucking hero and saying how smart you are. That's well, how all this everybody. works. It's it's a it's a cult based on endorphins, and we you know we've, we've explored all this before. If you listen to the podcast, you know. This. But this is irrelevant, to Robbie. But it is a bit of a theme in this episode with these sort of fucker conspiracy theorists being shamelessly full of themselves and full of shit. The great thing about this is this was all called out. Zero repercussions from her cooked cult members. They still love her. No. She did other posts without realizing it was her account, but that one was well, the funniest one. We don't have all fucking day, right? But there were more than one, and it's totally fine. Anyway, moving on. In a video shared widely on Telegram and Rumble, Williams claims, we are in a post-truth world where you can't believe the media, you can't believe Big Pharma, you can't believe politicians, you can't believe what you're eating, and you can't believe in yourself, Robbie. It's a handbrake turn there. Double up on the double up on the meds there, champion. <laughs> you are clearly battling. Controversial. Look, it is an embarrassing fucking quote. And this was only last month. This was in mid-May 2023 on a conspiracy theory podcast called Weaponized. So you can see he hangs out with the uh, cookers, basically. It's his thing. Mm. And I would say with this one, the medium is the message. I mean, if he's on a conspiracy theory podcast called fucking Weaponized, this is his... Uh, where he chooses to direct his attention, right? But just like anyone who flirts with cookers, it all comes undone the moment you go against the dogma. Mm -hmm. When he released a video with his wife saying they were off to get vaccinated, he became another sheep for Big Pharma in the eyes of most pilled parrots who think anyone who got the jab is not only a dumb sheep but also destined for an early death. Should have happened by now. Off to the abattoir, Robbie. Off to the abattoir. So the comments of the Seven News section thing the comment section of the seven news post shows how fucking basic these people are i mean like they're saying dumb shit like why the don't jab getting long covid <laughs> because that's the thing just asking questions makes sense to you do some research he's one of yours you fucking idiot well he's a bit he's he's, he's tinkering look I, I would su- suggest that it Someone like Robbie Williams, that would be career death if he went full-blown anti-vaxxer. But, hey, look, he's doing the the circuit. He's doing the rounds. He's, you know. Never go, never go full anti-vaxxer. Yeah, I think that actually, I think that's basically what he's done. But he also did get the jab, at least according to the video. He may not have actually got it. We don't genuinely know. He did do a video basically with his wife saying we're off to get vaccinated and that entirely could have been a PR thing and he entirely could have not got it done. I haven't seen his vax passport. I don't well, fucking know. I think that's going a bit far. You just don't know, though. You just don't know. It's just like Big Pokey. We don't fucking know. But at the end of the day, I take his word that he did get vaccinated, but he also got COVID twice before the jab, 
which is probably the reason why he has long COVID because I don't know, duh. Anyway, mm. so look, we'll segue into the next piece with William's thoughts on his friend Shane Warne's passing because they were mates. William, they were? Yeah, they were, they were buds. And William's described it as terrifying and that it gave him a new perspective on the fragility of life. And that's kind of beautiful for someone who battles with, you know, sort of suicidal ideations. And I know about this because I searched for Williams on Telegram and this Daily Mail article came up and the article was linked, but the byline on the post was, bye-bye Robbie from an account called the Yorkshire Lass because mm. anti-vaxxers are just like that. That's just what they're like. They're just That was the byline? Well, that wasn't the byline on the article. It was the byline of the oh. post. Oh, I Telegram. see. Oh, oh God. Oh, Yorkshire. Bye, list. bye, yeah. Robbie. Classy. Classy. Who does that? Oh, you got vaccinated. Now you're going to die. And I relish in your fucking demise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it, it comes up to the one year anniversary of cricket legend Shane Warne's death. Fucking miserable. And a biopic, as we mentioned earlier, named Warnie, is being filmed. But, and this is. Oh, no, no, it's about to be. It's, it's, it's coming out next week. Well, apparently this happened recently and it was being filmed. So it must be a fucking accelerated process because it came to a halt. The film came to a halt. Or maybe that maybe this is a retrospective story. I'm not sure. I, I glanced over the article. It was clickbait and it was oh, funny. Oh, no, they've been promoting, promoting the hell out of it on the cricket, on the, you know, Channel 9's. Ah, uh, because, yeah, yeah, it makes a bit of sense. It's well, coming. either way. If it's not next week, it's very soon. Chronology aside, the actors playing Warren and his wife, Simone, had an unfortunate incident, articles words, not mine, during the filming of an intimate scene which resulted in injuries to both of them which required bandaging and treatment. Their words, not mine. I like it. It's very good. And this is classic Warney because, like, look, you can say what you like about the Sultan of Spin, but we can all agree that Warney fucked a lot. He did. He I did, mean, did. Chad Underwood, you've got... All right, all right. We don't Hunter need to Biden. The anniversary of Warren's death has, to nobody's surprise, brought out the died suddenly girls. Anti-vaxxers who are still clinging on to the idea that the jab will kill you are attributing as many deaths to it as they can. Mm-hmm. Awful people. Yep. Trying to turn Warney into an anti-vax trope is particularly offensive. Warren's untimely death was a shock to many who grew up with the larrikin, uh, a man who arguably accounts for a large part of what we call Australian culture. He's a fucking legend and his clowns should sh- uh, should be up against the wall. Yep. He's a fucking legend and these clowns should be up against the wall. Yep, flanced. Flanced, oh, yeah, immediately flanced. 100%. In February this year, the official cause of death was released as coronary artery atherosclerosis, or CVD, which is a buildup of plaque in the heart that narrows the arteries and can lead to a heart attack. Mm-hmm. There are various ways, very simple tests that you can have done yeah. to determine the level of plaque in it's your heart. It's preventable. It's actually just a blood, yeah. It's blood, a real shame. Blood, uh, blood sample. And CVD was the underlying cause of 42,300 deaths in Australia or 25% of all deaths in 2019. So, yeah, this definitely existed before the pandemic. It's common, but that's that's not going to get in the way of these dickheads trying to make this all about the jab. Often affects people... Uh, in their middle ages, and yeah. when he was fifty-two, yeah. um, I when I when I first trundled off to the doctor to sort of talk about losing weight, I said I should just probably exercise. He said, "Oh my God, don't do that!" Fuck. <laughs> 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 you know, don't just start, don't just start, you know. And this is what a lot of people do; they just find. I'm, I'm sure that Warney was a bit fitter than me, but but people who are you know ostensibly quite fit can just start doing a, a lot of exercise that their that their bodies aren't used to, and bang. Yeah. 
Yeah, he oh, actually, gone. yeah, he was he was shredding uh, for a um, Instagrammable summer in uh, in Thailand. Which he is did very have sad. some very strange sort of um, uh, attitudes towards diet. Whenever he put weight on, he would sort of, um, I think, he would uh, sort of um, um, starve himself. Crash essentially, diet. wouldn't he? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, crash diet. Crash. Yeah, yeah. crash. Oneegs um, did this whole thing about the juice cleanse he was on and that sort of stuff. Totally missing the point of being a cunt, which I think we'll cover in the premium because I just I didn't want to put in the main because frustrating and long and blah blah blah. But fuck, I hate that yeah. man. Anyway, so moving on, there is a headline in the Times of India this week, which is a fucking anti-vax rag at the best of times, and it reads, is it? "Oh, fucking disgusting." They so that's the that, but that is the leading English-speaking newspaper in India. Oh, the stuff they publish is fucking disgusting, and this is really? this is an example of it in a big fucking way. So yeah, I mean, like I know the Times of India well, and and it bothers me that it's like that. Clickbait. <coughs> it's just fucking clickbait and it works because mm. it's being virally shared. That being said, it's also being syndicated, so backfired on you. There you go. Send subpoenas, whatever. Don't care. So medics fear COVID vaccine linked to cricketer Shane Warne's sudden death. Now, let's 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 take that. Okay. Was this contemporaneous or is this just now on the first anniversary? Yeah, this first anniversary. Oh. Yeah. So medics is interesting. Because that's interesting, right? Like cricket yeah, medics. Yeah, medics. Medics. Like, medics, like doctors and so forth, yeah. Like sport mm. medics. Like, okay, that's interesting. Uh, no, no. Uh, this is the opening article paragraph, which is a leading UK-based Indian origin consultant cardiologist and what? an Australian medic said on Tuesday medic. that they feared the sudden death last year of Australian cricket legend Shane Warne may have been precipitated by the COVID mRNA vaccine that he had taken approximately nine months prior. Nine fucking months, mm. pretty impressive. As, as Elon Musk would say, concerning. All concerning. Uh, a leading consultant cardiologist, eh? Who could that possibly be, Joe? Yeah, ten, Got a name? 10 points if you guessed Asim Malhotra. Ah, there you if go. You don't know didn't him. Have him in the, didn't have didn't have him in the bingo. He's a fucking vicious anti-vaxxer. And who could the Australian medic be? Who's that? Mm. Dr. Chris Neal. Oh, well, hang on. Who who or what is Dr. Chris Neal? Good question. Well? Good question. I didn't know either. He is the president of the Australian Medical Professional Society. Mm, that sounds, Ooh, that sounds, that sounds, sounds official. August. That's that's not a fake union that was started during the pandemic to basically represent anti-vax health <laughs> workers and fleece them of their salaries. Um, yeah, so AMPS recently partnered with Mahotra to do a tour around Australia, which was sponsored by far, far-right scumbag radio station, well, internet oh, radio TNT. station, TNT Radio, Ooh. which recently got rid of David Richardson because he's too much of a fucking Nazi or no one was listening. I'd say both. I know TNT Radio. Yeah. Scumbags. I know some of the people who are involved in it. And, yeah, they're just asking questions, you know. It's just, uh, just just cunts. They are just cunts. Anyway, so in a moment of baffling bullshittery, Asim tweeted this. Breaking. Times of India. Shane Warne's death linked to COVID mRNA vaccine, say leading medics. Former England cricketer and his best mate, Dimitri Mascarenas, uh, supports calls for jab suspension. Shane wouldn't want others to be harmed. This is huge end message from Asim. Well, he's just stumbled upon it. He's just stumbled upon this amazing link. He's the fucking medic. He's the medic. It's got mentioned. It's you. You're the one who said it. It's not breaking news, mate. You're literally fucking quoting yourself. This article is, is, that is true about your about, comments. Uh, is that true about Dimitri? It is. Because it is. It, it, did, he, did he actually say that? 
It's in the article. Look, I can't say it's true. As far as I know, Asim basically sent this to the Times of India and they published it without even fucking looking into it. But according right. to the article, Dimitri did say that. And I'm yes, still that's getting disappointing. This, I'm still getting this in sites like Daily Skeptic and so oh, forth. Oh, look, it's, um, all, it's all on the fringe. I mean, like, you know. Ma- Mascarenas is not an Indian Premier League. I'm just looking at someone thinking Indian Premier League cricketer. He's not at all. He's way too old for that. Well, he lives in Australia now, as well. Yeah, he lives, lives in Australia, former England County cricket, yeah. and, and that's where Warren and he met each other. Well, they, I think they played for the same uh, same team over there in the off-season. They, they played, yes, played for the same county, county over yeah. there. Before the IPL, Shane was my best round. friend. I'm shocked, to, uh, I'm shocked and saddened to know that his death, yeah, the, look, reportedly he's saying these things. I wouldn't trust the, the nature of the reporting. No, fuck no. Uh, I wouldn't uh, trust because, this fucking asshole. He lies through his yeah. fucking teeth as for sport. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. His Look, hey, career. many experts have said. Yeah. I mean, many experts have said, me, me, I'm the expert, you fucking moron. Now, it really is annoying about this fucking Dimitri situation because Shane was vocal about his support for the jab. He made cookers irate. They they wanted blood when he panned Djokovic for not getting the jab and basically being a lying, yeah. slimy dickhead. He was a real public face on that. Yeah, so it's bullshit. But, of course, catnip to anti-vaxxers. This isn't the first anti-vax shit piece that the Times of India has run. Uh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I haven't read the Times of India for a very, very long Mm. time, but I used to read it regularly and I gather editorial standards have slipped somewhat. Look, yeah, I'm guessing change of ownership. Look, overall, the lesson is stay the fuck away from Shane Warne. Shane Keith Warne, you nasty fuck. Stop politicising his death and leave his family to continue to grieve. Absolutely. I fucking completely agree. Basically, Mahotra, he goes on to say that it's quite unusual for someone of his age to die, blah, blah, blah. He goes on to say that there's an unhealthy lifestyle, he was overweight and a smoker, But then he explains that he's seen with his own patients, and I'm not sure if he even practices anymore, and how his own Mm. father died. I don't know. Was he like a practicing doctor at that point? I don't know. We we, we talked about this. Basically, FIFA, or the European subset of FIFA, has has, has arranged. In fact, it was, no, it's actually FIFA. FIFA actually did a study of sudden deaths. Mm. Mm. In soccer, that's right. Yeah, football, uh, and because there was, they did this. They started this ten years before the pandemic, by the way, and, and because people were dropping like flies. Yeah, and and yeah. At the, the the less fit, you know, further away from the elite level of football, the, uh, you got the higher instances of of these sort of. It's it's actually called sudden death syndrome. Yeah, yeah. And it's fucking infuriating in this situation because in this quote, he basically says, it's likely that some mild underlying furring of his arteries rapidly progressed in the months after he received two Ugh. doses of the Pfizer mRNA COVID vaccine. You don't know that, Asim. You don't. It, You're just making that no shit up. There's no way that he could see You that. don't know anything. I, I, that is just completely made, made up. Made up. It's just mild, a rich. Mild underlying furring of his arteries, that's obviously a cardiological term. Oh, just so, I mean, just everyone knows yeah. what he's talking about, Step right? aside, people. I'm, I'm a cardiologist. Underlying furring of his arteries, yeah. as I've seen with my own patients and how my own father died. Well, look, everyone that I've seen since the co-pandemic has got the jab and now they've got arteries full of pool balls. There's like little trinkets in there. I think there's some <laughs> copper art furniture in there. I'm not even sure how to find the blood. Fuck you. Fuck you. You anyway, it's just it's warning the the warning factor. Well, it has to on. be one of the biggest reaches in medical history. Just wild. He has absolutely no basis to make the claim whatsoever. 
but he's an anti-vax grifter, giving the punters what they exactly. want. Exactly. So he served it up. So, look, from the moment Warren hit the deck, these pricks have been trying to make it about the fucking vaccine. Once the cause of death came out, which is one of the biggest causes of death before, before the pandemic before. hit, before, they still use it as a vehicle to push anti-vax nonsense. You can see this, these people are fucking scum. And since this has come out, we've seen the articles all over the usual places. This has been syndicated everywhere through all sorts of publications and they're sharing it like wildfire. There's this weird, gleeful, I told you so energy from the usual fucking morons because they don't stop to think, hold on, why are only anti-vaxxers saying this? Or maybe I'll Google this health condition to just understand more about it and see maybe if there was a prevalence before the, the pandemic. No, no. You see, Do your own research. No, the Essene bloke said that it was caused by the vaccine. That fits my narrative, which is perfect for me. So I'm just going to read the rest of the article while I go and have a durry and uh, maybe eat a meat pie and uh, then I'll go for a run because I'll feel bad about it. Fucking morons. It has been a huge week in Pete Evans, huge. with the craggy-faced mohawk guy getting very excited about the RFK Jr. spot on Joe Rogan. Oh, he, he's now, got a major boner for RFK Jr. Oh, it's embarrassing. It's, it's a long-running one, and fair enough. Anti-vaxxers like anti-vaxxers. It's, you know, it's like metalheads like metalheads. It's fine. For those who haven't spent their last week on Twitter, RFK Jr. went on Joe Rogan and talked absolute nonsense to one of the most gullible people in media. Just dribble. Oh, just pathetic, which resulted in a huge perceived win for anti-vaxxers and right-wing chuds in general because they're all in the uh, the same weird ecosystem never mind the fact that rfk jr is running as a democrat which is total horseshit and basically an elaborate troll by someone who is being materially backed by steve bannon and roger stone who are well-known democrat operatives right you know mm. steve bannon oh, roger yeah, stone. They, yeah, yeah big, they, big they democrats democrat party. yeah 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 huge yeah nothing to see here so to demonstrate the level of absurdity in this conversation, I'm going to make you say this because it makes my skin crawl. Here's an exchange between the two. Wi-Fi radiation does all kinds of bad things, including causing cancer, RFK Jr. said. Wi-Fi radiation causes cancer, Ooh. Rogan asked. I'm representing hundreds of people who have cell phone tumours behind the ear. It's always behind the ear you favour with your cell phone, said RFK, who is also a lawyer. Worth noting. Not, not a doctor. No. Not a doctor. No. You know. He goes on to say, we have the science, so if anybody lets us in front of a jury, it will be over. Yes. What will be over? No. Wi-Fi? Yeah. See, this is really, really important. And a bit of a Fucking detour. Fucking CSIRO should sue that son of a bitch. Oh, everyone should. But, I mean, look, that's the way it works. The courts aren't the answer to this because the way in which this works, and this is why the vaccine injury, like, you know, vaccine, like, you know, drug makers have legal immunity when it comes to vaccine injuries. The reason why compensation programs are put in place by government bodies that will decide the claims based on fact, whereas juries are often guided by emotion and easily swayed by con men like RFK Jr. True enough. Well, I mean, you can bring a very convincing snake oil salesman into a courtroom and you can have a jury convinced that the very sad, sick people at plaintiff's table are victims of vaccines, Wi-Fi, or whatever the fuck you want to make up on the day. Expert testimony in a courtroom is not peer-reviewed. Batshit claims are easily made. Yeah, okay, you can have opposing uh, testimony, but who's more convincing? Let's find out in the day and just roll the fucking dice and let a bunch of chuds in a fucking panel figure it out. Fuck that. So this explains a lot of how RFK Jr. has brought this sort of unique style of influencing idiots into the public domain. He learned how to do it in the courtroom, and now he's doing it on the campaign trail and doing it as a vaccine expert. This one's a fucking no-brainer. Just follow the money trail. He will profit 
from his claim of putting it in front of a fucking jury. He'll take 30%. Anyway, he goes on to say this. But cancer's not the worst thing. <laughs> we got much. We got stuff much worse. Yeah, than yeah, that's it, yeah. Wi-Fi radiation opens up your blood-brain barrier. Uh-huh. Ooh, now there's a neurological term if ever I heard one. Uh-huh. And so all these toxins that are in your body can now go in your brain. Yep. Rogan then asks how that worked, to which RFK Junior replied, "Now you're going to be on my expertise." Oh, you know. All, oh, all, hey. all I know is all I know is about the uh, the the blood brain the way toxins barrier. work. Good. Then Jamie, Rogan's producer, Kennedy later said, I think it degrades your mitochondria, you know, just off the top of my head, and it opens your blood-brain barrier. Then Jamie, Rogan's producer and lackey fact-checker, was called upon. Do you see anything online about that, Joe asked? So apparently Jamie then pulled up the first result on Google, which happens to be an article from the Environmental Health Defence. Which, Wait a minute, that's RFK's That's gig, right, John. that's no. right. And miraculously, it corroborated the claims. It is the only web page that does that. He would use Wi-Fi, wouldn't he? Oh, the Wi-Fi was all through the studio, which was very concerned for him. Oh, yeah, he must have been. Yeah, what, what, what's he do? Just plug his ears with chewing gum or something? Well, I think that's probably next. Mm. Joe then says, we've got to get rid of Wi-Fi. Come around to my house and try. I'll knock you out. <laughs> because he is an idiot. Well done, Jamie. Good fact check. Top work. You're a fucking idiot, Jamie. Top work. You're not smart. He probably gets paid about $400,000 a year. At this point, he's got nothing else. I mean, like, what's he going to do? Work at Super after that? It's just fucking work. He'd be like yeah, an Olive Garden server. It's, it's no good. He also claims the Russians are across this whole thing and limiting cell phone usage, especially in kindergartens. He loves the Russians. Funny, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Surprising, isn't it? I had a look for a source on this, and guess what I found? Children's Health Defense. Again? Yeah. Which is funny because I, I'm actually not that surprised by the idea of limiting cell phone use and uh, and Wi-Fi in kindergartens because they're kindergartners. They're children. <laughs> they shouldn't have laptops and phones. Mm. Anyway, so I also looked at the claim that mitochondria is degraded by Wi-Fi and did find something from the Environmental Health Trust that backed up the claim. Oh, that's children, children's health defense again, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so he was quoting himself again. Yeah, so you can verify his claims as long as you go to his own websites. <laughs> That's real good. See, see, he was always right. He's always right. He's always right. As long as you ask him, it's fine. So Kennedy also continued the lie that vaccines cause autism, which Rogan drank up like a fucking protein he shake. He did. He just didn't even question it's it. It's embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. And this has been thoroughly debunked, of course, through a study of 50,000 children, which is incredibly expensive and solely conducted to prove that Wakefield's theory, perpetuated by con men like RFK Jr., is wrong. And it was a complete waste of time and money. It did not have to happen. It was just, it was simply a response to this dumb fuckery. Now, following this, a doctor who actually makes vaccines and literally saved kids' lives during his career shared a Vice article critical of Rogan on this episode, to which Rogan, the fucking meathead, responded with this. Peter, if you claim what RFK Jr. is saying is misinformation, I'm offering you $100,000 to the charity of your choice if you're willing to debate him on my show with no time limit. Classic. What does that mean? Just go forever? Yeah, I mean, like, that's what Rogan does. They just go for fucking hours. He loves the no time limit. Oh, yeah, don't worry. You can just meander forever because that's what he does. He just has these meandering conversations with fuckheads, just hours of it. I can't believe people listen to this shit. That being said- Most of it's garbage. So this led to a ridiculous pile-on, which included Steve Kirsch, a wild anti-vaxxer, who was adding to the pile of money offered to this proposed debate. But Kirsch is famous for offering money to people in these ridiculous ideological battles to challenge him somehow and then never actually paying. 
He literally offered got, a woman $100,000 to a bet. Well, didn't Rogan offer about 600000 in the end? No. So he offered a hundred, and then others went on top. Uh, Bill Crystal, I believe, like a um, hedge fund guy, I think he had another thing. A bunch of right-wing chuds. I think Tim Poole offered a uh, amount of money as well. Right-wing chuds just did this as basically a pile-on to pressure this guy into doing this ridiculous debate with RFK Jr., which is going to be moderated by a guy who fact-checks things by checking the guy who's making the claims website and then verifies it as true. How can you possibly participate in a forum Run by such a moron. No. It's a no fucking brain. It's amateur rare. It's insane. It might have cost Spotify $100 million or whatever it is, but it is absolute unchecked garbage coming out of Rogan's mouth. Some of his babble about ancient civilizations drives me nuts. It's just completely no evidence for it. And again, I know we're talking about wannabe, woulda, coulda, shoulda, but we we should be doing another episode on just how fucked up Rogan is on ancient civilizations. He's a fucking idiot. He's just easily persuaded by a good story. historical pseudoscience, you know, and he just falls for it every time. I mean- When there was a primatologist, basically he got really excited about this old, like, giant bongo chimp that he got this huge boner for because he was like, oh, man, the bongo chimp's crazy. And this woman, like, so I think it was a phone-in type thing, who basically said, I'm a primatologist and that's wrong. And he fucking flipped out at her, screamed at her, claimed that basically because she had a vagina that she thought she had some sort of, uh, you know, credibility in the sphere, not a PhD, of course, and just made a complete cunt of himself. And at that point, you realise who you're dealing with here. Joe Rogan is scum. He's not smart. He masquerades as a smart guy, and he's a smart person for stupid people. And that's basically the end of the story. The guy's a fucking. That's asshole. the thing. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I wouldn't be as malicious as you are, Fuck Joel. Him. But he is. He is a. He is a dumb guy. He's dangerously who's stupid. Smart by even dumber people. Fucking a. And I mean, you know, the guy basically got famous by being on news radio on uh, talking about people punching each other. The guy's a fucking asshole. Anyway, Steve Kirsch offered this woman $100,000 on a plan to remove her mask and she told him to fuck off. But basically, he's a really creepy, weird guy who made money from, I think, uh, technology stuff. I don't actually care because I really don't like him. He's a weird anti-vaxxer and he fucking sucks. But to top this fucking clown show off, someone of actual consequence who's come up a lot this episode because he's a cooker extraordinaire Elon fucking Musk chimes in on the debate and tweeted... Concerning. Concerning, yeah, exactly. That's all he ever says. He's afraid of a public debate because he knows he's wrong. So there you have it, folks. All it took was Joe Rogan nodding like an idiot to a snake oil salesman lawyer on Spotify to make one of the richest men in the world an anti-vaxxer. This is great. Mm. I mean, look, like I said before, your kick in the dick has been delivered. I don't care if you don't have a dick. You do now. You just got kicked in one. But as a side note, just to perpetuate how fucking pathetic this was. Hotez, the man involved in this debate bullying, was approached by a very, very strange man. He's uh, just a really weird guy. His pants were wedged, wedged like right up his ass, but like had some guy filming that at his home on a Sunday. So that's Hotez's home. Yeah, yeah. at Hotez's home. He's turned up. Harassing him and demanding that he did this debate. This guy calls himself a journalist. He's not a journalist. He's pathetic. His Twitter handle is I fight for kids, um, which mm-hmm. is hilarious because he hassled a father at his home on Father's Day with pants riding up his asshole. <laughs> you're not fighting for kids. You're fighting for clout. You're a cunt. Anyway, after a flurry of posting about RFK during a hotel's 
Pete chimes in and says this. Think about the reach that Robert Kennedy Jr. is having at the moment and the amount of information that will become mainstream over the coming years. Oh, Pete, you're such a fan. Fuck you. Fuck you. History will read that you left this world a worse place than you found it. Your societal contribution has been harm. Your liver broth kills children. The only thing that has mitigated this is that, thankfully, some Nazi got into your ear and now nobody gives a shit about your harebrained thoughts because you posted a fucking Sonorad meme. You moron. The information that you want to become mainstream in the coming years will cost many lives. And as usual, Pete stands there smiling, grinning like an idiot with blood on his hands. Get the fuck a bin. I, I, I just got zero time for a cunt like you. You have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at CrunchyMoses with AK, where you can ask for me to allow me to follow you. I don't know. I've basically turned Twitter off. He's not He's not going to be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm- You can- you can walk around, the lights graffiti, around. The, graffiti the room, you know, vandalise the whole place. But we have set up a Facebook page. You can find fairly easily. Uh, just put yes. conditional release program shit posting into the search bar and it comes up pretty easily or just, you know, conditional release program. We're, we're quite uniquely named, unlike John Anderson's Conversations, which uh, is like clashing <laughs> yeah, with the look, biggest podcast in the looking world. Up, looking up on that on Google, you're going to get some mixed responses. Fucking moron. Uh, look, we have a Patreon to help keep this sustainable. It's bloody time consuming and we still have to pay the rent. Help keep the lights on. Yeah, for as little as $5 a month, you'll have access to all sorts of bonus content, including a weekly premium episode, which we're going to uh, probably do on Natural News this week, I think. Yeah, let's listen to uh, it. I think we shall. And finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's to tell us you have space drugs, but we can't have any. No, fuck that. Don't tell me that. I want space give drugs. Give me the space drugs. Give me the space drugs. I'll give you my Patreon link. Just just give me the space drugs. Thanks, listeners. See you. See you, guys. Bye. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me, you guys are bastards. <laughs> <laughs>